welcome you to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 365 IR Radio. We have the one and only Fed the God. Fed the God, how's it going today, man? Good. How are you, G? I'm chilling. Congratulations on the newest visual that you just dropped, as well as the Sense of Urgency EP that you just released as well. So I was doing numbers. You posted it on Instagram. The new visual fell off. Yeah, we're doing our thing right now. You know, a little, little uh, 10K one day. That's big time. And that's how you got to show the haters, too. When, you, when you're just looking on your phone and everything around you, you got to be putting it in their face. <laughs> yeah, you know the vibe. Yeah, man. No, but fell the- off. Now, do you get this a lot now, especially that you're signed with Taylor Gang? You get this a lot of negativity? Yeah, for surely. Yeah. Yeah, but the love, my love outweigh the hate. So, you know, it'd be a whole bunch of fucking negativity. But it's good negativity. Like, I like criticism. I love it. <laughs> like, a lot of people don't understand that about me. I invite it. Like, I'll invite it. I, you know, I'll tell people, like, yo, hate. Like, go hate on it. Like, openly hate on it. I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel as though that you have to go through the hate to get somewhere in life? Or, is, or more specifically, that you're doing something right when you get hate? If you're if you're doing something out the box in terms of like podcasting, like interviewing, artistry, even paying or just selling something that's not a conventional nine to five, if somebody's not hating on what you're doing, then you're not doing it right. Because no. like nine out of ten are hating because they just want to be in your position. No, yeah, you got that right. And anyone that's successful in life is going to get hate, and you're well on your way. Sign the Taylor game, but let's get into your beginnings because you didn't want to be a rapper at first. You actually wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So my mother like influenced me to be a doctor. Like she's in the medical field. I always grew up on, uh, like my mom grew me up on the hard knocks, stay in school, keep your grades straight. Like you get anything you want in this life or keep your grades straight. And then like in the high school, I was just like getting out of interest with school, like going through little like life problems and hardships in life. And like, there's things I wanted as a young man and a teenager and my mom couldn't provide it. And like, you know, trying to work and stuff wasn't really working out either. So I went a different route. And once you discovered that you were able to rap, you started studying people such as Lil Wayne, Gucci Mane, Hot Boys was someone that you were a fan of and a significant figure in your life was Trilzy. He was a he was a friend of yours who passed away. My condolences on that. But he was the one that really saw that you had talent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, I, I was on um, when I rapped, I rapped uh, fresh out of high school. And then I had stopped rapping and so like got in getting into street trouble and stuff. But uh Trilzy would always tell me like I had a thing for just moving people. Like, like I got a good personality about me and good energy around me. So I can always move a crowd. So it was like, bro, you need to stick towards it and just just do it for real. Like just just trust what you got going on and just put some faith in it. Like I didn't really hear him. I didn't really hear it for real. Like I would listen, but like at, the, at that point I had kids. So I'm like, bro, I gotta be a father. Like I can't really just be out here playing around with music for real. Like spending putting money into the studio when my kids need this and that and then he died so that's when i was like you know what just let me at least give him this much respect at least try it out and after trilzy told you to just pursue this career in rapping when did the recording process start and once you started to hear your vocals on a track and in a studio and saying wow i could really do this and people around you were perceiving you're rapping well, well i had a, um i had a buzz before he ever told me that like oh wow I was already a rapper at that point. When he, like at that point, when he was telling me I just wasn't rapping anymore. I just didn't care to rap. Like I was in the streets. I didn't care. I wanted. I was running around selling drugs. But like I had a buzz before. That's why everybody believed him. Like, bro, why don't you do this? Like, you don't gotta just chill for real. I just didn't care for it. Like it was too much politics and stuff. But um, once I got back into the stew, I had made the song called Bobby Boucher, and um, I dropped it and got a crazy response within a week. Within six months, I had uh, already performed at every venue in Pittsburgh 
like within a six month span. So that's what really made me start taking it more serious. Like, okay, yeah, damn, I done, I done quit rapping and then start rapping again and got an instant response and made money off of it ASAP. So that's when I quit my job and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and and you made the right move because you're successful at this now and thank God and you're, you're moving forward with your career. Do you feel as though that Pittsburgh is an underrated scene in music? Because we look at the whole Taylor gang, you look at Mac Miller, rest of pieces. The anniversary of his death was a few days ago. Wiz Khalifa's birthday was yesterday, I believe. Do you feel as though that Pittsburgh is an underrated music scene? I don't feel like it's underrated because I feel like a lot of people pay attention to us. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people pay attention to what we're doing. But Pittsburgh is a very separated city and um, we don't really we don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. So like if I know for a fact, people's listening to us in Pittsburgh, but if we ain't working together or, or it's constantly drama in Pittsburgh, nobody wants to even give that recognition because that's not what the industry needs. The industry's full of drama already. You don't need a small city where everybody should be sticking together doing corny shit in the industry. Mm-hmm. And actually, before when you brought up that you were a rapper, you had the buzz before Trilzy, you were in a group back in the day, NWS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, how was um, that? How was that as a collective with different gr- rappers and artists? It w- it was good. Like I said, all my friends were rappers first. Like so, NWS story. We were just all going to the studio, and they was rapping. I wasn't even rapping. I was just being in the studio. I would just sit like how Easy E joined NWA. And same thing with me and NWS. Like we would just go and chill, and like I ain't really care for it for real. Like I was like, bro, it's, it's fun. Like you know, and I just got in a booth, started having fun, but I ended up taking it more serious. Yeah, that's interesting because I never hear a lot of rappers that were in, in groups, especially in, the, in this day and age. You never hear of rappers in group as much, such as like Migos. And you hear mm-hmm. it's very rarely. And you had that experience. And now that you're a solo artist, you're moving in your career. And you actually got hooked up with Taylor Game because you got into a fight with somebody. And Will was the person that you came across in this fight. And you eventually just stayed in contact with them. And then this is how the relationship formed all the way to Taylor Gang. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I fought Will's best friend, Junior. <laughs> And we got into a fight on the south side, uh, Carson. And Will broke up the fight. And then he was like, hey, if you ever need anything, you seem like a cool kid. Here's my number. And yeah, <laughs> the rest is <laughs> The rest is history. Then you have, you have, you comes along, here comes Wes Khalifa. I've heard multiple accounts of, you, of your stories with being in the studio with him and making the song. He told you to freestyle right on the spot for him. And it was a song, just get in the booth and do it. And mm-hmm. then he heard how dope you were. And he confirmed it. He's like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, uh. He was here doing a show at Pitt at the college. It was a little Pitt uh, senior game, uh, something like that. And he was doing the shows. And then um, we kicked it. And so we was kicking it after the game. And then he was like, hey, you should come back to the studio. And she's like, anything you need, we'll get it for you. So, you know, they got me a bottle of honey and shit. Once I get in there, he pulls up a beat, say, yeah, yeah, uh, go in there and put some bars down. Like, like, no hesitation. I just went in there, put this shit down. That's his bitch, huh? Well, she mad now. Don't call my phone, nigga. Then, uh, he was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going. Right. And he gave you the stamp right there, official, Taylor gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple months later when the stamp came, when I went to L.A., and then I um I did, like, what, 60 tracks in a month, 60 mm-hmm. songs. I think the first time that he met you, it was at a performance. I think it was it in New York, because I heard the, the story that he became a bartender after the party. It was at a party. Mm-hmm. yeah. He had a show um, in New York at Jones Beach. It was uh, one of the shows off of his tour, and I came up there and uh, met, uh, linked with Will, and then I linked with Wiz. And um, it was his uh, tour when he was on it with French Montana and a couple other guys. Uh, Seti Hendrix and all of them was up there. So, yeah, I met him there. And, uh, like, as soon as he got off stage, he freshened up and came out and was a, a hosp- like hospitality person. He's making us drinks, playing pool. Super cool dude. 
What was your go-to Wiz Khalifa album growing up, especially from the area now? Uh, Borton, um, what was it? Uh, Fight School mm-hmm. with Borton Pass on it. And um, everybody, of course, everybody's going to say Cushion OJ, but it was definitely Flight School, Prince of the City. Mm-hmm. Oh, and IFC was my favorite growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little later on. That's a little, yeah. little later that's later on, but I mean, and you all, you're also working with Chevy Woods. You had him on the new EP. He's a legend in the game too, because he's, he, he shouldn't be, he's not as brought up as he should be because he's very lyrical. You know, Chevy's a beast. Yeah. Chevy, Chevy knows how to uh, structure a song. Like Chevy will give you some very good song structure. He's a Chevy's he's, he's underestimated. Like he's underrated, very yeah. underrated. hundred percent. Chevy's a beast. Yeah. I think you're looking forward to the freshman double XL cover. That's got to happen for you soon. Very soon. Like, you know, sooner than later. Yeah. Sooner than later. I'm, I'm definitely working towards that. I'm working towards, you know, making making my, my super breakthrough to the world so everybody can know, like, all right, he's for real. Mm-hmm. I think a collaboration with Drake would be good. That's someone that you want to work with in the near future. Certified yeah. Lover Boy just dropped. What song do you think is that you would have fit well on on this album? Way too sexy. Wait till, <laughs> with future. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would have fucked up uh, that way too sexy. I just love that song because it's, it's a very song. It's a like the thing about that song is it's going because it's a personality song. It's not really, it's not no crazy lyrics or nothing in it. It's just a song for personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a that's definitely an album that's making some noise out here. And of the song Drake just released that visual, so uh, yeah, I think you would have fit well on that. Yeah, I would have, I would have torched that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's got to happen because Drake does put on for artists, young up and coming in the game. Yeah, he, he does, does do that. Drake seems like a very genuine dude. Like I would love to meet him. Yeah, he's the artist of the generation. Yeah, for surely. And, and for a reason that is. And Certified Lover Boy is doing numbers. Shout out to him. But we got the Sense of Urgency EP out on all platforms. We got to get into Show Off because I've heard on the song that you don't pay attention to the internet too much. Nah. I don't really pay attention to the internet and I don't really listen to music. I'm like if I if I listen to the song, that's cause it's super hype or somebody around me was listening to it. Like I'm so locked into what I got going on. I don't really get into too much like. Yeah. I don't blame you. The internet can ruin a lot of people's minds out here mentally because people buy into the hype. They buy into the comments on your Instagram and Twitter and that gets to people. Yeah, it, it really gets to people. Like it really like I caught myself like when I was playing around with the internet, just getting mad at stuff. I'm like, yo, just get off of this. Like yeah, the internet is crazy. Internet will definitely do it to you. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta step away from it and you know, just getting into the further discussions here and, and and your upcoming music and visuals. Last year, you know, you you get hooked up with Taylor Gang. COVID was going on around here, so you couldn't perform. There was gonna be the Taylor Gang tour. Now with 2021 performances, I feel as though there, there's more than usual. You're performing in New York, actually, last week. How was that performance? That was crazy. So, like, I was performing in basically, like, one of the hearts of Brooklyn. So, like, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody who's going to be watching the interview, everybody who's out there viewing this, you know, like, Brooklyn, they don't care about no hit singles or nothing. They want to hear bars. So, like, what? It was about like 10 minutes before we go on stage. I, I switched my whole set because I'm seeing other performers and how they were engaging the crowd. Like, I'm on the fly, bro. I move with audibles. Like, I move very smart. So I'm like, all right, I was going to pull out some hits, like, you know, try to make it a party. But I'm like, nah, this this ain't no party right now. They want to hear some raw shit. So I gave 
I gave them straight bars. Like I was cutting songs off. Like I, I think like, cause sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll perform over your song, you'll hear the playback. Mm-hmm. I think I probably did like 15 seconds of my song on playback and everything I was, else I was doing was acapella so they can hear what I was saying. And you, and you speak about the bars being in New York. I feel as though bars are back and that's what the New York thing is heading into now you with the Griselda guys, Dave East. There's a lot of guys in New York. So New York is hungry for the bars back. And I feel as though it's easy for artists like you because you're lyrical to begin with. It's going to be harder for Atlanta artists because a lot of them can't really spit bars. It's more party tracks. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm more so, we're more so Midwest, East Coast, mm-hmm. like, but we have influence from the down south. So, like, that's why I can, I can, you'll hear my music, like, oh, he can talk crazy bars, but he can make a good hook because we listen to all of it. We're, we're a hub, like, we're a, a melting pot. So, we listen to everything from every direction. So, I can go on any beat, spit some lyrics, and, and then get to the hook and dumb it down. Yeah. And you actually have your own apparel too, Fed the Guy. You got the hat on. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be able to purchase this. Now, is this going to come out on your website or is this going to be on some other platform? It'll be it'll be through my website. It'll be through your website. Okay, good. Facebook.com slash Taylor Gang Store. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be looking for that 100%. Now, as far as upcoming performances go, do you have any lined up? I'm sure you do. Yes, I have um, a show pending October 22nd in Altoona. I have another show. November 8th in Erie PA and um, more to be announced. Everything is just rolling through right now. Cause like we're all trying to gauge COVID restrictions and everybody's not trying to waste anybody's time with booking. And then we got to cancel them. And now deposits stuff was sent now, I owe you a date. So now we ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you got to get into rolling loud too. That's got to happen yeah. soon for you. Yeah. It's definitely going to happen soon. We're, we're working on everything. We're trying to just build, we're building a steady brand right now like a real brand. I'm trying to get a cult following. I'm trying to get one of the Wiz Khalifa, J. Cole, Drake following. So it's like, it don't matter what it is. I always got my fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you've been busy this year. So it's already developed and Speed Racer dropped in April. Sense of Urgency EP just dropped. You're building that. So I'm assuming you're probably going to have something lined up probably to release at the end of the year again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for surely. I, I got a lot of things lined up for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy working, man. But I mean, how does it feel to have Wiz Khalifa and Chevy a part of this new project? Because now it's you're you're getting the official people that you grew up listening to that, that are actually on a work of yours. That's major accomplishment for you. Because it's like it's always as an artist, like a lot of artists want to admit this, but it's it's so dope to have people you looked up to embrace you. Like, cause I hear like before I got into the industry, I hear more often than not that sometimes your favorite rapper doesn't even like you. Like, so to hear like. I, I was listening to Chevy since he was Cab the Hustler. Like, I would tell him all the time, like, bro, my mom used to bring home your mixtapes, like the top dollar mixtapes. And then from buying the Say Yeah t-shirts to now, damn, Wiz is and on my song. And I'm not, I don't even got to ask, so Wiz will hear a song. Like, damn, I want to get on this. Like, oh, fair, let me get on this. Like, so it's be like, damn, like, my favorite artists are embracing me. So it's it's a big confidence boost in itself. Like, wow. They, they genuinely like my music. Like they believe in me enough, they push it. Everything I drop, like Chevy's right behind it, Wiz is right behind it. Like, you know, my label's behind it, Taylor Gang, they do everything for me. Like my day-to-day manager, Michelle, she's constantly on my toes about, you know, do this and that. So like, it's just dope that like, wow, I'm one of the draft picks from the city. And like, they didn't have to sign me. You know how I many artists want to be on Taylor Gang? <laughs> like they came home and they got me. So I'm like, it's super dope that my favorite artists embrace me. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this could be an inspiration to artists, just artists starting out, because everyone wants to be a rapper today. Everyone's thirsty for clout, but only right. some people actually make it through. How many years did did it take you to really break into this industry and for the bigs to notice you? Because we know how the relationship with Will started out and everything, but how many years would you say to actually get to that point? So I got my deal in 2020. I was rapping since 2012, so eight years. Wow. Eight years of real groundwork, eight years of not complaining, eight years of blood, sweat, and tears going broke back again, investing my own money, not looking for a handout, learning, not quitting, and, and just staying grounded and staying focused. Like, it's definitely hard. But even, like I said, I had stopped rapping. But in my hiatus of stop rapping, I never stopped writing. Like, I was always behind the scenes writing. Like, even though I wouldn't put the music out, but I was staying short. Like, so I, I knew a time was coming. It just wasn't my time yet. But I know how to stay patient. I know how to take the back end for somebody else to get their shine. Like, and if you're not willing to do that, then you're not willing to be a successful artist because there's going to be a point in time where I'm going to get super hot and then things are going to die down. But like Young Berg, he, re- he reinvented himself as hitmaker. So if you're not willing to be a writer or give somebody a bore, then you're just a selfish artist. And a selfish artist is never going to work. Even though some artists are assholes, I don't, I've never met a selfish artist like you got to be willing to help others in this game because even though you're not the hottest, you can help somebody else be hot and it's still going to work out in your favor. You got that right. I think that was important information and knowledge to, to give to a young artist listening. Sense of Urgency EP, what was the reason for you choosing the title for this EP? Um, I went through the airport in TSA and I lost a lot of money. So they took some money on my suitcase. So I um, had a very sense of, like it was a sense of urgency. Like I was just losing my mind. I couldn't think straight. The only thing that was keeping me sane was the music. Like, so like the, the fell off song, All I Know, Get the Money, like all them songs were recorded besides Strip Club Jesus, but the other four songs on the tape were all made on the same day. So I knocked them out. Wow. <laughs> and they're good too. You don't get that a lot where people can go in the booth and knock out four songs and they're and they're good. Oh yeah, I was in a, I was in a studio losing my mind. Yeah. I was stressed out. I was just like angry and I just had to go to my happy place. And once I got in there, I got some liquor in my system and I knocked them joints out all freestyle too. Like I don't have none of the lyrics written down. Like don't we're all off the top. And see, that's official. That's what you're actually feeling. And that's what, that's what music is missing nowadays. A lot of time it's just about the cliche things, money, cars. See, you were going through a situation. You banged out the four songs on the EP. Yeah. There you have it. It's an authentic feeling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally a real sense of urgency. Like, you can, you can sense in my voice, like, oh, my God, he is ready to blow. Like, not in terms of just blow up in the world. Like, I'm ready to, like, blow, like, blow up like a fucking bomb. I was a damn ticking time bomb at that point. And it's crazy how people say that you fell off when you're only getting started. <laughs> uh, bro, they have no idea, bro. Like, when I first got my deal and shit through COVID, like, you know, shows and shit got shut down. Bro, I was hearing rumors from, like, people who I was friends with my whole life. Like, oh, my God, Taylor Gang was shoving him he's not gonna be able to drop music he ain't got it like i'm like damn bro like we're living through a pandemic don't nobody know what to do right now like bro and not i've been sitting on so much music bro and like thank god for will michelle and my team urban and gabe like constant motivation like they're texting me every day like yo it's cool just it's okay like you have the music and what was working in my favor is nobody heard the music yet like so like when i first dropped speed race we were sitting on that music for like a year bro we was like fitting on it like it was like bro you don't even have to drop because yes you did sign your deal but now you're in a development phase so and it makes me sitting on the tape that was already done I was making music like making music non-stop bro I, I was in a studio from Monday to Wednesday every day through the pandemic Monday to Wednesday constantly seven to three three in the morning like 
I'm in there. Sometimes I'm in there from seven to eight in the morning. I'm in there going back and forth in LA, working, 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 staying short, bro. So like hearing rumors and shit through COVID about just stupid shit, bro. But it would it got to me a little bit. It was yeah, fucking haters. Yeah, haters, haters. But it was like, damn, we living through a pandemic. So ain't nothing else to do but to react. Like, cause there was really nothing for us to do. I couldn't go outside. I couldn't go to a restaurant. Couldn't even go to fucking Walmart. No. <laughs> so it was just like, it was crazy. Yeah, COVID is, and it's still going on out here, but thank God that ours can move a little bit more because you got to make some sort of revenue. You have yeah, to. move a little bit more, and especially with the vaccinations and things. So like, as long as we're vaccinated, we can kind of move freely. Like, so we just got to, I'm sorry about that, John. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, but we got to move through some little rules, some norms, some new social norms. So it's a little crazy. Yeah, the, the world is going through insane times. I'm glad that you were able to work everything out and, He's not falling off, then the, the haters can stop wishing for that. <laughs> it are crazy. <laughs> they, they, they could take a pause for a moment and then just wait as they see you on the double XL next year freshman cover, and you know, and they could sit there and be miserable. Jimmy Wapo Friday. Yeah. What was your relationship with Jimmy Wapo? Because that's a legend in, in Pittsburgh. He's a legend. Rest in I peace. We're cool. Like we didn't have no bad blood. We were cool. We were good because it's an artist like, you know, um, he would hit me like he was another one hit me like down, bro. You need to like stay on rap, like because he he knew of me like he's younger than us. So like I had like I was rapping before he even made his first song. He was still in school when I was rapping. So like I he was another cool dude. Um, I had dropped the song Bobby Boucher. He and he had uh, messaged me and stuff like down, bro. He wanted me to push the song a little bit more. Like before I dropped another song, he was like, bro, that that song's a banger. And then uh, before he uh, he died and uh, before he died young, he left me the verse for Friday. And then I just like it didn't even have a beat to it. It was just a verse. So my man's icy made a beat over it, and um, I just put my verse down. I made that song in what uh, 2018. Yeah. So I had dropped it on my first mix on my first mixtape, and then we just now got. I, I had the claymation video in my head since he died for years, but it was just like man, it was a sensitive time. And I I just didn't want to seem like I was chasing cloud off of his name or nothing. Like, so, but the song was out at that point anyway, but, you know, I got the video done and I put it out and like, it was, it was more so for his fans to, to like get him. Oh, we still got Jimmy. He's still here. So I gave, I did that for them. Yeah. And shout out to you for doing that. That's a real person right here that you did that for the fans and rest in peace to Jimmy Wobble, but you're an upcoming legend, man. You're next on the rise. I'm looking forward to seeing all your success moving on here. As we talk about the upcoming project, everything else you got planned for the future, is there anything else that you have to promote that you have upcoming, man? Um, yes, Sense of Urgency is out now on all platforms. That's right. Also, uh, fell off, just dropped yesterday. Go stream, watch uh, that video. Um, we got the show off video coming up. Uh, that's the next video I'm dropping, show off, and then we'll be dropping all I know. Um, I got a show, if you're in the Pennsylvania area, in Altoona, like, it's pending, but it's going to come through October 22nd in Altoona, the Vibral Music Festival. And then also if you're in the Pennsylvania area, Cleveland, around the areas, we got a show in uh, Erie, November 8th. That's what me and uh, artist Little Cray, he's from Cleveland. And um, follow my Instagram, F-E-W-D-T-H-E-G-O-D. Follow my Twitter, it's the same thing. And my Facebook is the same thing. And Spotify, follow my Spotify. I need more followers on Spotify and Apple Music just to keep everything going up and looking great so we can just keep it moving. You're always welcome on the show. Shout out to Michelle for coordinating this. And you have a great team supporting around you and keeping you motivated. There's not too many teams I know that's like that in this game. Facts, facts. Thank you. Thank you. 
Teamwork makes a dream work. <laughs> Took words right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh man, I appreciate you, man, and I'm looking forward to all your success. And you know, and anytime, like I said, you're always welcome on, man. Hey, dog, I'm about to follow you on Instagram too. Tap man. I appreciate that, man, and enjoy the rest of your night, man. All right, you. Yep.